Welcome to Loving People to the Cross. I'm Pastor Tom Crandall. I'm so excited that you've joined us today. I hope and pray that this word from the Lord encourages you and uplifts you in your spirit. And I hope it draws you to walk closer with Him. Remember, after the podcast, stick around for one more message from me, your host, Pastor Tom Crandall. God bless you, my friend. You know, I don't know what your daily routine is. I don't know what it is that that you do every morning when you get up. I don't know what it is that that you do first thing in the morning. But I know for me, I'll get up and I now that it's got cold, I won't so much, but I usually step outside for a few minutes, get some fresh air. Then I'll come back in the house and go on about my morning routine of getting ready for work. But yesterday, Carrie wakes me up and she says, there's snow on the ground. Me being the guy that I am, yeah, right. And I get up and I pull the curtain back a little bit and I look outside and there's snow on the ground and I said, perfect timing to go back to bed. Messed my whole routine up. But as I thought, and I sat there yesterday morning, I thought, man, how beautiful is the picture that God painted in my very front yard? How beautiful is it that I woke up another day to see that he is such a real, loving, purpose, Filled, omnipresent, all-powerful, all-knowing God. How amazing is it that he, he woke me up yesterday morning and he said, look, today my mercy is new for you. Today it's brand new. It's not like it was yesterday or the day before or the way it's going to be tomorrow because today is a new day. This morning, I want to tell you that today is a new day. It's not the same day that it was yesterday. It's not the same day that it was a week ago. It's a brand new day. And before I get seated, I want you to know that I might need help getting out of this chair. Okay? I'm being serious. And there's a reason behind that. Okay? So I might... Get a volunteer here, man. I'm looking at you, Jerome, because you're close. So if you will, this morning, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to bow your head right where you're at. And I want you to pray with me. Father God, we come to you this morning, Lord, and we say we love you. We say thank you for another opportunity to come into your house. Lord, to worship you and you alone, Lord. And I ask this morning... On behalf of every person under the sound of my voice, Lord, that our worship be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord. This morning, Father God, as we dive into this word, Lord, I ask that you will move me out of the way. Let your word be spoke ever so true. Father God, this morning I ask that you prepare the heart of the people, Lord, and prepare my heart to deliver the word that you've spoken into it. Father God, we love you and we praise you. We give you all the honor and glory in Jesus' mighty name. And the church said, 
Amen. This morning, if you have your Bibles, I want to invite you to go to the book of Lamentations. The book of Lamentations, chapter 3. You know, I want you to understand that there's only five chapters in that whole book. Okay? So you can't go past chapter 3. You can't go before chapter 3. I need you right at chapter 3 this morning. Chapter 3. We're going to be in verse 21. I uh, mean, 22 through 23. And there is a reasoning that uh, the chair is here and the table is here. But before I get seated and start with this illustration, I want to talk to you for a few moments from this these two powerful verses. Verse 22 says this, It is of the Lord's mercies that we're not consumed because His compassion fell not. I'm going to read that one more time. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fell not. Verse 23 says this, they are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Now, if you will read this whole chapter, uh, chapter, and I encourage you to do so, don't take my word for it, but read this whole chapter. Go home this afternoon, take your Bible out, as you're eating lunch or as you're, you're sitting in your chair, whatever it is that you may do this afternoon and read this whole chapter because just a few verses before that, it says, if thou hast removed my soul far off from peace, and he begins to cry out to God and he says, hold on a minute. It is of the Lord's mercies that we're not consumed because of his compassion fail not. They are New every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. His mercy is new every day. We do not deserve that. Do you know what the unique word about mercy is? So if his mercy is new every day, I'm going to give you a Greek Hebrew lesson really quickly. Are you ready? Does anybody know what mercy means in the Greek Hebrew. Because if we're going to dissect the word, we've got to go back to the context of the original language that is used in the word of God, which would have been the Arabic, Greek, Hebrew, and, and a few others. But that one word right there, that word mercy in the Greek Hebrew means this, forgiveness unfailing. So if it's an unfailing forgiveness and it's new every day, we should never wake up feeling condemned. Never. We're not condemned. We're born again to be set apart from the world, not be condemned by the world. Did you know that often through the years, people are, are waking up broken, hurting, discouraged, full of anxieties, full of stress. And it all has one root problem. You know what it is? They fail to see that His mercies are new every morning. They fail to see that His love and His faithfulness is new every morning. 
Why? Because they condemn themselves because of their past. A past that they are no longer a part of. Something that they're no longer identified with. Your past does not identify you this morning, ladies and gentlemen. I want to take you to a place really quickly. Parker, come give me a hand real quick, son. Please, sir. I'm not going to set that there. Jerome, you may have to give him a hand. Take that chair and set it right there for me, but I can't up there on the floor off of the platform there. Got it? Don't walk off backwards and break your leg because you're not going to the hospital until after church, okay? All right, right there. That'll work. Go, go up a little more. Right there. That'll work. Because I didn't realize everybody might not be able to see me way back there. Okay. See, there, there's something new about getting up every day. Do you know, I've told y'all this a thousand times, in my home, and this is a representation, okay? This is not really my home. I guess y'all figured that out already. But this is a representation of, of, of my chair in my, my living room. And I love my chair. Carrie will tell you my chair is my friend. Me and that chair have had a lot of long conversations in the middle of the night. And you know what I love about that chair, Jack? It don't talk. It listens. But you know what I like every morning when I get up? And here lately I've been getting up super early. I hadn't figured out why yet until about two days ago when the Lord woke me up. He said, because I want to talk to you about some things. And I spent some time in prayer. And I was reminded the past couple mornings as I sat in that living room and I would look out that big picture window. And as I could see the light of the morning begin to break loose. And I was thinking right then at that very moment, my God Almighty is a good, good God. He's not only all-knowing and all-powerful and omnipresent, He is a good, good Father. But it's somewhere in the mix that we have messed things up in our own descriptive ways that we forget how good He is. And see, as I sat in that chair this past week and I began to read this and I was sitting there and, and I looked at this one verse over and over again. It is of the Lord's mercies that we're not consumed. It's because of Him that we're not so overwhelmed with life. Because I'm going to tell you what, if we could handle everything life could hold and throw at us, why would we need a Savior? If you could do good all by yourself, you wouldn't need a Savior. If you could get to heaven without Him, you wouldn't need it. There wouldn't have been no need for the cross. I'm not saying these things to, to, to argue anyone's own personal opinions. Because I have not found it in the Bible yet. That's the book of opinions. All through our life, we have looked at the goodness of God as what people have painted a picture of. There's people in this very room right now that can tell me about the goodness of God in their life. How His mercy is new every morning. We have no reason to be condemned. You know, I do some of my best thinking some of the, 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 the most inner intimate times that I have when we talked about this this morning in Sunday school of just listening to the Holy Spirit is done in my chair when no one else is in that room. Just sitting there. 
Then when I get up to go into my prayer closet, by then I'm a wreck and I'm ready to just break down and cry because God reveals things to me in my personal walk that I need to get rid of. Other people may look at it and go, that's silly, why don't you have to do that? Because my father said to get rid of it and it had to go. Because it kept me from understanding that his mercy is new every morning. And see, we get so comfortable in that spot that, that, that man, we got our coffee. How many of y'all drink coffee? Okay. I know, I know I like my coffee this time of year. I enjoy my coffee this time of year. And I know I can get my coffee in the mornings and I'll put it in this cup. This particular cup. And I can put the lid on it. And y'all, this coffee will be hot all day. Well, I say all day, a good portion of the day to stay hot. About two, three o'clock, it gets lukewarm. And that's usually when I just kill it. But you know what happens when you drink lukewarm coffee? It leaves a bitter taste in your mouth. Have you ever noticed that? Have you ever noticed that bitter taste that you get that, man, this ain't as good as it was when I poured it fresh this morning? We pour that coffee first thing in the morning and it's fresh, it's hot, and, and I don't know about y'all, but I don't use sugar. I just put a little creamer, stir it up, and I'm good to go. And I do that with my coffee every morning, but I've always noticed at two or three o'clock in the morning, afternoon, it's not as good as it was first thing in the morning because it's not fresh anymore. The great thing about his mercy is that they are new every day and they stay fresh all day long. We allow the enemy to creep in and tell us you're not worthy enough to do what God has called you to do. You're not able to be the hands and feet of Jesus because of this, this, and this. And the enemy plants these thoughts in your mind and that has become your identity, not the cross. Why would we live from a, a place of sitting down and never being able to move in the mercies of the Lord? Can I share something with y'all? After a while, you'll get stuck in the position of trying to get up and you can't and you're doing everything you can, but you're literally stuck in that one position of not knowing his mercies. And you're doing everything you can to get out of that one spot, but you're stuck. And you keep saying, Lord, why do you have me here? What am I doing here? What is wrong with me? What is my problem? What am I doing wrong? It's because we're failing to see that his mercy is new every day. We're dependent upon self and not dependent upon the Lord. And the moment we come dependent upon self, we get stuck in the position of, I don't care. It's not my ministry. I'm not going to do that. I don't care what happens. I'm trying my best to do what I know I'm supposed to do. I ain't worried about everything else. Congratulations. That's an attitude of the world. And we wonder why there's so many people who are condemned and feel miserable, unworthy, of what God has called them to be. Because they're stuck 
in the position of I don't care. Oh, I want the goodness of God in my life. I want to do what God's called me to do. But the rest of you, the heaven with me and the hell with the rest. That's the attitude that the church has had for so long. We get up and we look out the windows and, and man, I'm looking out that door right now and that is the most beautiful sight I've seen in, 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 in hours. Because I can look out that window and there's still green leaves on that tree that reminds me that God is the author and the pioneer and the perfecter and the finisher of our faith, which is in Christ Jesus. I can look out this door and I see trees that are dead, but over here, they're still alive. I want you to look at that this morning when you get ready to leave this place. You can look out that door. It's a single door. One person at a time can get through that door, but there is life in that outside that door. The trees are green and they're still beautiful. Even though it is cold outside, it may be miserable to some folks. But there is life on this side. But out these double doors, there are things that are dying. See, I can see it from my view, from where I'm sitting. But from where you're sitting, you're looking at the, the, the inside. And you're thinking immediately, God, what are we doing? Why, is, why do I not feel the way I should as a Christian? Am I doing it wrong? No, it's because you're failing to see that his mercies are new every day and you keep walking down that wide gate because it's easy. There's nothing easy about choosing life. Sometimes we get so stuck and we're still trying to get up. And you know what's unique about trying to get up? Is sometimes you get so comfortable you don't want to get up. Say, it's me in my chair. I get in my chair at the house and I kick that recliner out and Carrie will come in there and she'll look at me, will you help me do some clothes? And in the back of my head, I'm thinking she would wait till I get comfortable. All you ever do is sit in that chair. Because I'm stuck in a position of, it's okay. It'll get done. But see, sometimes we got to get up and put our hands to the plow. You want to see fruit? Sometimes you got to plant the tree. You want a garden? Sometimes you got to do the work. You want to see what it's worth to win people to Jesus? Sometimes you just got to get out and use your mouth. I'm not that good of a talker. Yeah, yeah, every last one of you are. I've heard you talk. You know what else? That position that you're stuck in, you're trying, but it's when you, this is where I need you, brother. This is when you realize that his mercies will pull you and hold you everywhere you go. We're always dependent on ourselves. We're always thinking that we can do it all. Let me tell you something, you can't do nothing. I can't do nothing. If it wasn't for him leading us, guiding us, and directing us. See, there, there's times in our lives where the chair is more comfortable. There's times in our lives where 
where things are easier from the, the sitting position. There's times where it's so much easier just to sit back and let it all go. But it's when we wake up and we say, God, your mercy's brand new today. Yesterday was a bad day, but today's a new day. The enemy gave me hell all day yesterday, Lord, but you gave me victory at the end of it. See, we don't want to talk like that anymore. We, we're scared to proclaim the gospel and the good news of Jesus because we're scared that it offends somebody. I love you, but if you're offended this morning, you need to give your life to Jesus. We've become a lazy people. A complacent people who says, Lord, you do all the work. You lay out the outline because I'm going to go out them double doors because it's easier. I'm just going to show up. And we fail to see that his mercy is new every day. But it's a position of living and walking with him. It's a position of knowing everything that, that he's doing in our lives. It's a position of knowing that he's a good, good father. And that one day we will stand before him. And we're going to give an account for our life live. Every word that we have spoken, we will give an account for it. So think about all those times you've passed somebody on the street and you've looked out that car window and said, well, if they would just get a job for the least you have done to these, you have done unto me. Well, if they would just get a, get a job, they could do this. Or if they would just do that, and this would happen in their life. And if they just tried, how about you just try being the hands and feet of Jesus? How about we just try to be the hands and feet of Jesus and quit pointing falsehood blame on everyone else around us because sometimes you might be entertaining an angel and never know it. That's the Bible. That's not Tom. Sometimes we forget that his mercy is new every day. I'm getting ready to close and as I get ready to close, I want to ask you a question this morning. As you sit down at home, do you know that His mercy is new every day? Or is it just something that you look at and go, eh, He's still with me. And He walks with me and He talks with me. And He knows my name. He might know your name, but here's the question. Are you known by Him? That's the real question. This morning I want to ask you to stand with me. Hey, it's Pastor Tom. I hope and pray this message touched your heart. And maybe even today you're asking yourself, do I know Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior? You know, oftentimes in life, we find ourselves in the mix of life. And life is hard. It's difficult. But if you've never trusted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, and today you say, you know what? I want to do that. I want to accept Jesus. I want to know Him on a more intimate level. If that's you, my friend, today I want to pray with you. Simply just pray this. Father God, I know I'm a sinner. I ask you to send Jesus to come and dwell in my heart and to be the Lord of my life. I know that I'm in need of a Savior, and without Him, I would be nothing. Amen. My friend, today, if you prayed that prayer, I want to hear from you. 
You can email me at pastortomcrandall at gmail.com. I want to hear from you. I want to send you a Bible. I want to send you some, some information on how to continue to walk with Christ. I love you, my friend. All the angels in heaven are rejoicing with you. God bless you.